Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and, you know, mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, and I am coming to you from Roan County, Tennessee. It is beautiful. It is historic. It was very scenic this weekend as we went from literally having nearly 70 degree temperatures during the first part of the day on Friday to transitioning into a winter wonderland overnight, waking up to, in many parts of East Tennessee, six to six and a half, even seven inches of snow that hung around for quite a while. And we are quickly warming back up as we'll be back up pretty close to 70 again, well, as early as Monday, so... 
say, uh, when Mother Nature is off her meds, this is the kind of springtime weather you get. In the meanwhile, uh, still lots of crazy things going on in the world, and we've just got to discuss some of it. Only going to do an hour program today, as I am uh, having to hit behind the microphone much later than the norm due to activities that took place, family-related issues that kept me from from getting behind the microphone at the normal time and prevented me from uh, hanging out on uh, the Ron Edwards American experience as well. Uh, unexpected, but uh, uh, things seem to be going on a much better track now. So fingers crossed. And for those of you that are inclined to do so, I will ask for a few prayers here and there for the family. All right, let's uh, jump into things since I'm only doing an hour tonight and we'll have to make up for that by uh, broadcasting on an off day. But here we go. Uh, A couple of quick hits. Uh, Surprisingly enough, one of the major topics going on today, I suppose folks needing a distraction from all things Ukraine and Russia, uh, a lot of folks talking about, well... Tom Brady. (laughs) Evidently, Tom Brady announced that he's going to be returning to Tampa Bay for his 23rd season in the NFL. Uh, I mean, well, okay, good for him, getting paid, and as long as you can still do it, hey, why not? A lot of folks uh, wanted to talk about the fact that Saudi Arabia conducted one of its largest mass executions in quite a while. Uh, Probably noteworthy because Saudi Arabia has been recently trying to rehab their image, especially uh, involving, well, you know, human rights issues. Uh, Saudi Arabia has not exactly been a model for human rights around the world. It's certainly still better than some countries we know. Uh, I'm looking at you, China. But uh, they've They've not exactly been great, and they have been trying to improve that image, mostly because they've been trying to, you know, draw more more tourism and more interest in outside countries investing and, and those type of ventures within countries. So kind of weird that that happened, but... Uh, Obviously, they needed to send a message. Uh, what's most interesting is there's there's more than one human rights group uh, activist, if you will, that kind of raised eyebrows about the uh, 81 individuals that were involved in this mass execution, saying that a majority of these people, despite the allegations of being murderers and terrorists, that a majority of them, or at least the term they use with many of them, uh, didn't meet the criminal backgrounds, didn't meet the uh, criteria to have received the death penalty in the first place. So maybe this is something we ought to take a closer look at and certainly continue to follow up on. Another story worth mentioning that I have a feeling we're going to be talking quite a bit about over the next couple of days before the media is very quickly going to try to move past it. That's the fact that Amazon has relocated employees from their Seattle office amid crime spike and a fentanyl crisis. It seems that 
somewhere around 50% or so of the Amazon employees that were working in their official office in Seattle were working uh, from home, doing the telecommute thing. And that's something that, of course, the way Amazon's set up, it makes it easy for that to do. But for the folks who were having to come in to the office to do their jobs, it's just not safe to travel into the neighborhood in which the office is located. That's how bad things have gotten in Seattle. So Amazon acknowledging this has essentially said, uh, we're not going to endanger our employees by expecting them to continue to go to this neighborhood that the city will not clean up, will not protect. So they have relocated and sent these folks to a different office in a safer part of town. Also, some uh, headlines were parsed up for Pope Francis. It appears that the Pope is pleading for peace in the Ukraine, uh, saying, in the name of God, to stop the massacre. Well, okay, Pope Francis, the least Pope of uh, all the Popes I've ever known. Uh, yeah, okay, there you go. All right, with that, let's get to uh, a couple of major topics before this hour runs out, because you know how I tend to get once we get into these stories. Uh, number one, uh, boy, am I glad to be aired in Utah for the rebroadcast, uh, because this story, once again, is asking you to please do something about your senator. Now, I I tried to get you guys to to ignore the fact that this guy was a Mormon. I tried to get you guys to ignore the fact that he had name recognition, and unfortunately, a large number of you simply didn't listen. So you went ahead, and you elected Mitt Romney, and, well, you've been getting exactly the kind of, well, exactly the kind of voting record that I warned you about. And, you know, that's the thing. A lot of folks in Utah are pretty conservative. I don't know if it was the fact that he ran for president. The fact that he was done dirty by the Democrats, in particular uh, another Mormon, practicing Mormon, but from Nevada, lying about his tax status, you know who I'm talking about, uh, but, you know, Mitt Romney has just, he's been atrocious. He's become a rhino in the truest sense, in almost every sense of the phrase. He's a never-Trumper, despite actually uh, asking for Trump's, uh, asking for Trump's approval, you know, asking to get his endorsement for this senatorial campaign. A very strange guy. And then once he got it again, back on the never-Trumper train. Well, this time, Mitt Romney decides that he's going to become a never-Tulsi Gabbard. It's difficult to imagine what transpired here, but the senator from Utah literally torched former Representative Tulsi Gabbard on social media as uh, she had made remarks in regards to the Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, more specifically, Tulsi was 
making statements about these biolabs that are operating, that the United States has been involved with operating since the Russians withdrew from Ukraine, uh, since the dissolution of the former Soviet Union. Uh, and, uh, well, it's kind of weird. See, Mitt decided that he was just flat out angry. Now, what Tulsi had done is she released a video, posted it on social media, got the most activity over on Twitter, of course, but uh, in the video, she talked about how these biolabs were being funded by the United States, which is true, has been admitted by the federal government here. Of course, they denied it at first. They denied that they existed at first, and then they realized that there were plenty of evidence on U.S. websites, in U.S. governmental documents that made it clear that not only were we aware of their existence, because they started out as biolabs operated by the Soviet Union. Once the Soviet Union dissolved, once Ukraine became independent from Russia in that situation, the United States swooped in to help assist them in maintaining safety and in making sure that they were not being used for the development of bioweapons, or at least that's what they said. And all of this is a matter of public record. Now, these public records have been uh, kind of slid off to the side in an effort to try to memory hold them because there was a legitimate effort to try and cover up the fact that the United States had been doing a great deal of funding to continue these biolabs uh, working on their research. Now, there does seem to be some disagreement in regards to exactly what it is that is going on in these biolabs. Some of it may still just simply be research on certain types of uh, viruses and microbes. Some of it may still be the much vaunted and much illegal on U.S. soil and in most parts of the world gain-of-function research. And some of it may still yet be, although deniability is high, there is still a possibility, it is highly plausible, that bioweapons research could be continuing to take place. It is important to note, important to understand, that gain-of-function in and of itself isn't necessarily bioweapons research. In fact, most cases, gain-of-function is done in an effort to try and make sure that a potentially something that is perceived to be highly likely to evolve in nature at some point that we already have viable treatments in place. So gain of function is done in a limited fashion. That, of course, unfortunately means it's just a hop, skip, and a jump away from that research being used for bioweapons. Uh, and in such a case, what you almost always end up with is some military crossover. Now, there's not been very much in the way of evidence that has escaped Ukraine in regards to any military involvement with these particular biolabs, at least the most of them. There's not been a lot of evidence that can be presented that the United States was involved with anything more than helping to uh, disassemble 
some of the more dangerous lab research that's been going on. But the fact that they tried to flat out deny it and cover it up completely initially should raise an eyebrow or two. And it makes it a legitimate question and a legitimate concern. If you don't feel like there's a good reason to be concerned about it, then you're simply not paying attention. And what Tulsi Gabbard said in this video was that these biolabs were being funded by the United States, that there was potential gain-of-function research possibly going on in some, if not all, of these biolabs, and that much like the bio-research that had been going on at the Wuhan, uh, Wuhan lab, which was receiving U.S. taxpayer dollars to help fund them, that a lesson should have been learned at the dangers of such research in such laboratories, since that's still the most likely, at least if you actually truly do understand the science, the most likely explanation for COVID-19. Now, Tim, you're entering the realm of misinformation. No, I'm entering the realm of actual science. Not misinformation, but an honest discussion about how science works and what the most likely explanation for this could be. So she says these things then to make a plea, saying that the Biden administration should literally be working with all of the major actors involved in the Russian invasion of Ukraine in an effort to secure these labs to make them completely safe and then get out of the way and let whatever is going to go on between Russia and Ukraine continue at that point. She said that the risk of a biocontaminant escaping due to warlike activities, shellings, damage, either intentional or unintentional, is a high risk and that all the parties involved should be willing to step back and let a third party come in and dismantle this situation, prevent it from being dangerous, prevent it from being the next big pandemic risk. That's all she said. And in response to this video, evidently Mitt Romney has completely missed the part where uh, the federal government, the Biden administration itself, has literally transitioned from that's Russian propaganda to, well, yes, this was going on, but these are former weapons labs under the Soviet Union, and uh, we're just trying to dismantle the most dangerous projects ongoing to just simply acknowledging, yes, there is U.S. involvement in some Ukrainian biolabs. Now, he missed that memo. He missed that transition. Uh, he saw the first one, and that's what he wants to run with. And so, too, does seem to be the majority of the legacy media, for whatever reason. Mitt took to Twitter, and he said, and I quote, Tulsi Gabbard is parroting false Russian propaganda. Her treasonous lies may well cost lives. Now, it's not exactly clear the specific comments from Gabbard that Romney's referring to. She did claim in the video that, that 25 to 30 U.S.-funded biolabs are in Ukraine. 
that they are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. And Gabbard called on a ceasefire until the labs could be secured and the pathogens inside could be destroyed. These are undisputable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S.-funded biolabs. Yes, this much. It's not debatable. This is not Russian propaganda. The Russians know it's there because they built them during the Soviet era. They have not been dismantled. We now accept that as true. It's been acknowledged by the government. Again, very quietly, you have to actually go to the website to see it. But it has been reported, and not just on alternative media. Some of the mainstream legacies actually did acknowledge that, okay, uh, the Biden administration is acknowledging that there has been U.S. funding and some U.S. involvement in these labs. Uh, again, with the cover story that they're there to uh, work on dismantling the most dangerous of the projects. Now, I'm not sure exactly how long it should take to do that, uh, since it probably shouldn't take more than a couple of days, even with the most stringent of safety protocols in place. If you're looking at the most dangerous pathogens that these labs were holding and saying, okay, this is a no-no, we're not going to allow it anymore, then you simply eliminate those samples It doesn't take that long to follow the protocols and do that. It certainly doesn't take years. So there is, as I've already said, reason to question why there's a continued U.S. involvement there. Why is there a continued need for U.S. funding going to these facilities? The Ukraines gave up the nuclear weapons that were present gave up nuclear weapons that technically did belong to Russia, but they were placed there because Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. They gave them up under the promise from Russia that Russia would never invade an independent Ukraine, and with the promise that both the U.S. and Western Europe would protect Ukraine should Russia ever go back on their word. Now, we saw how well that promise worked out. So again, it's totally understandable that the Ukrainians would want to have some type of defensive capabilities that would be on par with the type of weapons that they know the Russians utilize, which involves chemical and biological weapons, as well as having the capabilities for nukes. So with all that in mind, I would like to know exactly what part of the comments are false Russian propaganda, And what parts of her statements are actually treasonous? And exactly whose lives would it cost? She literally was calling for the Biden administration to try to gain a ceasefire in and around these laboratories long enough to make it safe should some errant rockets, missiles happen to smash through containment walls Uh, where such research was being done. How is that treasonous? How is that going to cost lives, Mitt? Now, uh, one of two things. The only way Mitt Romney here still comes across as 
being legitimate is if he simply doesn't know, hasn't paid attention, hasn't gotten the security memos, actually believes the initial claims by the Biden administration that talk about U.S. involvement with biolabs in Ukraine. The mere existence of biolabs in Ukraine is just Russian propaganda because we, we heard that initially. So one of two things is going on here. Either he does not know, in which case he should not be uh, making comments here, or he does know and he's still trying to attack Tulsi Gabbard because she is attempting to take a no-nonsense approach at preventing potential false flags going back and forth. And ultimately, that's that's where we're at, right? I mean, the, the deep, dark, terrible secret that nobody really wants to talk about is Vladimir is a bad guy. But Vladimir is fighting against the globalists uh, who are attempting to pursue and speed up the so-called Great Reset. And right now, the Biden administration and those who work diligently with the Biden administration are on the side of the globalists. Vladimir is a nationalist. Now, his system, he doesn't want anything any better. He will be a tyrant. He wants to rule the world, and he wants to do so with Russia as the master. He wants to do so with a strong national pride and a strong nationalist ideology. And he believes in restoring the glory of the Russian Empire. You got bad guys there. You got bad guys on the other side. And unfortunately, you have the Ukrainian people who were kind of caught in the middle. They've been able to live for the last several years, getting a true taste of what freedom is actually like, not dissimilar to everyone 20 years and younger in Afghanistan who are now having to suffer under the yoke of the Taliban, having to deal with things they haven't seen. And anybody that's under 20 years old, They've never experienced that. They've just heard their parents and their grandparents tell them stories of what it was like to be under the Taliban. They're feeling it now. Sex slavery is back in Afghanistan. Women being returned to forced servitude is back. It is the law under the Taliban. But hey, you know, what's, what's being a bad ally uh, in a place like that? I, I legitimately had a conversation not too long ago with somebody that I typically respect. But in, in the discussion, I mentioned the fact that there's a lot of folks in the Ukraine that have really gotten a solid and a lasting taste of freedom over the last few years that they did not have under the former Soviet Union, and they got to feel what that would be like. And I just offhand said, not unlike those folks that are 20 years and younger in Afghanistan. And the comment that was made back, not that it's an incorrect comment, mind you, but the comment that was given to me is like, yeah, but you know, some places democracy just doesn't work. They have to want it. 
Say, well, in no place does democracy work. Democracy is a bad thing. Democracy is nothing more than two wolves and a sheep getting together to decide what to have for dinner. That's why we prefer a constitutional republic. Because in a constitutional republic, the constitution constrains the government. In a republic, the people are represented, and the people get to make the decisions about who represents them. And the representatives are accountable to the people that chose them. That provides freedom and liberty. But in a part of the world where democracy or a republic of the constitutional variety hasn't been in place... It takes time to let those seeds grow and take root and start to turn into something meaningful, start to turn into something that the folks are willing to fight for. Some place like Afghanistan, 20 years is almost right at just enough time, which is what made it paramount that for those who did not want to see liberty and freedom truly take root in a country like Afghanistan, to see them truly move away from simply thinking in terms of the tribal lifestyle that they have had there for centuries. It had to be now. There was no time for Biden and company to make that withdrawal, for to, to, to completely lose a war that had already been won. To turn that nation back over to 16th century barbarians instead of allowing this nation to continue to flourish and to continue to be a vibrant, growing nation that could eventually stand on its own quite nicely in the modern age. They folded quickly, unlike in Afghan, uh, unlike in, in Ukraine, uh, the Afghani military folded quickly because the Afghani military had been trained in U.S. tactics, and they had been trained to require U.S. support, U.S. assistance. They needed the air support. They needed the equipment. They needed the U.S. to, at the very least, greenlight the use and and to make make the weapons that they had trained them to use available. And as soon as Biden says, nope, we're not going to do it, their military was left to basically flap around in the wind. There were efforts to stand their ground, but they simply weren't capable of doing so because everything they'd been trained to do was dependent on backup that they were no longer going to get. It was a recipe for disaster, and it's understandable to a point that the United States did not want the Afghanis to take all this information, all this training, and then be able to whip right around and turn it against us because that's been the history in that region. But it does not make sense to expect them to be able to stand up to the military efforts of the Taliban without support, without the tools that they needed in order to pursue and engage in the ways that they had been trained to do. It was unacceptable.
So to say that in some places around the world democracy just isn't going to work, it's not a fair assessment there because just a little more time was needed. It has to become a generational thing when you're trying to overcome hundreds of years of tradition. Some people still want to argue that that's just not a thing that can happen. But all the signs were there, and I still think that at some point you're probably going to see an underground movement eventually overthrow the Taliban. But the problem there now is it's going to be a painful effort. Anyway, back to this topic. I don't understand exactly how it is that uh, that Mitt Romney feels that he's qualified to be the person responding to this. Of course, there's the usual responses on Twitter. There were several lefties who decided to attack Tulsi, uh, basically falling back in line with Hillary Clinton's BS about her about Gabbard being a Russian asset. Of course, you know, that's pretty much it amongst the Democratic National Party, the mainstream Democrats. Russia's to blame for everything over the last several years. So if Tulsi is out there talking in bipartisan terms about common sense solutions, well, that's just, that's extreme compared to where the Democrats want to be. That practically makes her a Republican which she's a long way off from being a Republican, if you know anything about Tulsi's actual policy stands. But it doesn't matter. A lot of these folks did so. But I I have to admit that I did kind of like seeing some of the responses directed back at Mitt Romney for her, well, for his attack on her. Uh, things like uh, the bar for treason keeps dropping, beginning to think the uh, Uniparty doesn't hate Putin. They want to emulate his speech codes. Things like, uh, that's Gabbard, uh, to, you know, I don't need to hear one damn word from anyone in your non-serving family about patriotism, and I don't even agree with her, but at least she... And I served, unlike you and your entire family of free riders, and we'll both say whatever we want. Jerk. <laughs> uh, that was Kurt uh, Schusslauter, by the way, an attorney. Love that. Uh, dear Utah, upgrade your senator, please. He's a pathetic idiot. Uh, David Marcus, a columnist, said, This is incredibly stupid. In America, we're allowed to have different opinions. Uh, a political commentator said, The extent to which politicians casually throw around the accusations of treason based on a political rhetoric is the extent to which the regime is broken beyond repair. I'd like Mitt Romney, a politician, I regrettably maxed out donating to in 2012 to walk us through exactly how anything Tulsi Gabbard says about Russia and Ukraine would constitute treason. 
We are not at war with Russia. Even if we were, does the USG control the speech of every American as it relates to the conflict? Will there be a fact sheet from which we cannot deviate? What constitutes treasonous speech aside from I support the enemy? If the so-called treasonous speech is more subtle than that, where's the line exactly? These people are craven, low-IQ hysterics. Their continued presence in public life makes people despise the whole regime, and with good reason. <laughs> there was even a professor on here that said that uh, Gebert's misinformation is pernicious, but it is not treason. We should not throw around such terms or criminalize political speech. So there's somebody literally citing with Tulsi Gabbard as a Russian asset that still wasn't willing to say that that's treason, and, and with good reason, because it's not treasonous. Exactly the things she said went from a statement of facts to an opinion that there should be an effort to stabilize these laboratories, to eliminate the dangerous pathogens pathogens there and then to step back out of the way and let the conflict continue. So what exactly is the treasonous thing there? Oh, because she is parroting propaganda. But is it propaganda when our side has admitted to a majority of what she... She didn't say weapons research was going on there. She didn't say that the United States was behind weapons research, all of which may very well be true, and she may actually believe that to be the case, too. But she didn't say that. So she didn't say anything that was even seditious, let alone treasonous. In fact, as far as I can tell, other than the fact that there still seems to be a large swath of media types and pundits that just don't want to admit the U.S. has been involved with these laboratories, even though the government has, there seems to be this effort. If, even if it's not true that the U.S. has been involved with these biolabs, what's treasonous about trying to maintain a ceasefire in and around these labs that we know are there? Just unbelievable. All right, it's it's almost too long. Let's take that mid-hour break, and then uh, let's move on to the next topic. I, I think I've mumbled on long enough about it. You guys stay right where you're at. I'll be back just after this.
The leftist Democrat legislators in Maryland have sunk to a new depth of moral depravity. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Just when you thought the Democrats could not get more depraved, they always figure out a way to sink to a new low. The Maryland Democrat legislature is hoping to pass a bill that would legalize murdering little babies up to 28 days after they are born. If the Maryland Democrats have their depraved way, a female cannot be investigated for cruelty or neglect, no matter how she decides to murder her baby, whether through starvation or other more physical, brutal methods. In fact, the Maryland Democrats hope to make it so that if the police do investigate the murder of a baby, the bill being pushed by Maryland Democrats gives the baby's killer the right to sue the police. For example, if the female decided to starve her baby and grew tired of hearing the hungry baby cry and choke the baby to death, police would be restricted from investigating. The immoral death march of Democrats must be stopped before they literally kill our republic. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds Coffee, simply go to theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. for staying with me through that very brief break. I want to take this opportunity to once again remind everybody that you are listening to Tap Into The Truth. And, uh, you know, here's something I would like to ask you to do. I'm not going to put a whole lot of links in today's show description, but I do want to remind you about the upcoming uh, book giveaway for A.J. Rice's new uh, book, The Woking Dead. I would like to ask you to please visit Tap Into The Truth. Uh, dot com. That's T-A-P-P into the truth dot com. Uh, once you are there, uh, scroll down the homepage. After you get past the section for recent guests, you'll see a series of banners and uh, buttons. And if you will hit any of those, you will then have an opportunity to uh, visit various websites that there's an affiliation with. Uh, there's one that will take you to the pre-order page for A.J. Rice's book, and then there's ones that will take you to great companies like Blue Coolers, My Patriot Supply, Hero Soap, just to name a few. And if you'll click any one of those and uh, then just browse around, 
if you decide to make a purchase, by having clicked on those, they'll know that I'm the one that sent you. And then we get that magical trifecta of the win, win, win. Uh, you win because you get some great products that you were looking for that you might have needed. Uh, they win because they're going to have a new loyal customer because you're going to be so happy with the products that uh, they have available that once you have a chance to try them, you're going to be like, why wasn't I doing this before? And then I'm going to get a W as well because... If you make those purchases utilizing those banners, well, then I get a tiny commission for having sent you there, and it helps to support the show. And really, that's that's just a win-win-win. Uh, so that's that's why we want to look for the trifecta. All right. Anyway, uh, some other things of note. I mentioned before, I always feel a little nervous when I find myself in agreement with certain people. There are those rare occasions I find myself in agreement with AOC. It doesn't happen often, but every now and then she'll just say the right thing. It's even happened now once with Ilhan Omar, and man, that was weird. But the person that I most often feel uncomfortable for agreeing with is Bill Maher. And that's because Bill Maher does have these bouts of, you know, intellectual honesty. He's wrong about a lot of things but he's consistent and he stands on principles and sometimes the acknowledgement of those principles kind of falls in line with things that we've been saying uh he's been very critical of the leftist culture of uh everything's bad involving anything to do with trump and he's he's called democrats out for that lately he's called the media out for their handling of the COVID-19 crisis now, he, as it's become more and more obvious that uh, the media and the administration were never following the science, uh, he's become more vocal about that. So, you know, we're living in a time where, where that's become a thing. So in the past two weeks, I've bound myself in agreement with Bill Maher in about four different uh, situations, and it's it's starting to get really weird, almost like we're in an alternate reality. Maybe I slipped through a dimensional hole somewhere, and, and I need to turn tap into the truth into a science fiction podcast or something because this political stuff, when Bill Maher is agreeing with me and I'm agreeing with him, it really is getting weird. It's happening way more frequently. Uh, also, just as an FYI, in case you haven't heard, Barack Obama, or as... Uh, those of you who know him by his full name, Barack Hussein Alu Akbar Obama, uh, he's tested positive for COVID-19, and uh, there you have it. I suppose part of the reason why good old Mitt Romney was so upset with Tulsi Gabbard is because, according to the NSA, uh, Russia's preparing to use chemical weapons in Ukraine and wants to blame it on the Ukraine or the United States. Again, spreading Russian propaganda uh, isn't going to cost lives. If that's what Russia is going to do, then first of all, we're going to know that's what they've done. Maybe not instantly, but we, it's going to be way too easy to tell after the fact. Beyond that, these uh, false flag threats have been, they've been there since the beginning, and we've been calling them out since the beginning, but Make no mistake that just coming out and saying that, uh, it is still part of a propaganda war that both sides are fighting and that the United States is still fighting part of the propaganda war too because they need to be 
seen as having done something uh, without getting directly involved in the conflict. So just saying stuff like that is their idea of doing something. But uh, those lives are going to be affected just the same regardless. Now, other main story that I wanted to get to tonight before shut things down after just a single hour was raising the question of exactly how much is John Kerry getting paid? Now, some of you may be thinking, well, why should we be talking about that? But that's just because you've lost track of the fact that John Kerry currently is working for the Biden administration. He is, in fact, Joe Biden's climate czar. Therefore, he's running around the world. He's... He's traipsing from here to there, uh, taking his jets, uh, talking about uh, carbon emissions while he's using these dirty, nasty, evil petrochemicals to, to get from point A to point B. Because his work is far too important to be hampered by the, the same rules that would apply to us mere mortals. But he's doing all this, and he's getting paid a salary, and it's all based on U.S. taxpayer dollars. He is the White House climate czar. He's flying on gas-guzzling jets. He's going around literally warning refugees that the worst is yet to come if the world doesn't stop emitting carbon dioxide into the air. But again... How much is he getting paid? Who is even in his uh, official office staff? Most people don't know this. Most people don't know because it's not been made public. Again, taxpayer dollars, that information should be public. The Boston Herald decided they wanted to know. They were putting together a story about exactly that because they thought the American taxpayers should know how much is Kerry getting paid, how much money is the climate czar office spending, and who is on his staff. These are things the taxpaying public have a legitimate right to know. It's their money. Do you know what the, the Herald was told? Basically, they were told to go pound sand. The government, the federal government, the office, was basically told the Boston Herald they needed to go to submit a freedom of information request to find out that stuff. Now, thankfully... Alaskan Republican Senator Dan Sullivan, well, now he's demanding answers. So there's a chance that we might not have to wait for the FOIA request to go through. See, this past Thursday, Howie Carr, everybody's favorite Boston uh, radio legend, he interviewed the Republican uh, Senator from Alaska. He interviewed Sullivan on the radio show, and Carr at that point informed the senator that Kerry's office told the Herald, where Carl, uh, where Howie Carr also writes a column, by the way, uh, told him that uh, they would have to submit the FOIA request and that they really could expect to hear back 
Yeah, somewhere around 2024, if they really wanted to know how much money Kerry was taking in from the government coffers. Now, this, of course, didn't make Sullivan very happy. Seemed kind of surprised to find out that information that should be public wasn't. And there was a refusal to make that information available. Sullivan, of course, said that his salary is posted online, that the Secretary of State's salary is online, that the President's salary is online. So why is this supposedly part of the executive branch's special operations? Why is that not posted as well? Now, according to the paper, the State Department, which oversees this rather mysterious climate office, uh, felt that the paper's inquiry, quote, did not meet the standards for an, an expedited response. Now, Sullivan also told Carr in this interview that Kerry's presence on the world stage in light of the war in Ukraine is doing the country a disservice, especially when comparing the immediate threat of war with potential climate disaster. Let us not forget that John Kerry very notably recently has been saying, uh, despite everything we're having to do to try and stop Russia in their invasion of Ukraine, we still need Russia to help us in stopping uh, climate disaster. According to reports, in late February... Kerry told the media that the bigger impact from Russian President Vladimir Putin's military invasion of Ukraine could be the effect that it has on the environment, as well as world leaders' focus on climate change. Uh, in other words, uh, everyone's going to be distracted from climate change. We're not going to do the things we need to do to save the next generation from plants being able to grow because that's what carbon dioxide really helps. It's a greenhouse gas. Yes, it's a greenhouse gas. What happens in a greenhouse? Plants grow. Plants grow well. That actually means more oxygen and more food. Typically a good thing. Another part of the science that they keep ignoring. Seems that when the focus is turned on Kerry and his climate-related expenditures... Well, when that happens, his office wants to focus anywhere but there. They want that focus off of Kerry and on something else. So as it was put in the Boston Herald, uh, Kerry's team, quoting here, Kerry's team and the pay and titles remain hidden from the, from the public. So I'm left wondering. By what right does John Kerry and his climate czar office, by what right does anyone in the State Department have to deny any newspaper or any media outlet information that should be public? By what right do they have to keep secret how much John Kerry is getting paid to run around and badmouth the United States? run around and misrepresent what the more immediate and most existential threats to human existence happen to be. What right do they have 
to tell you that you don't have a right to know where your taxpayer dollars are going. Now, I get that there are some things that need to be classified. Uh, the rate of pay of a government employee is not one of them. I understand that there are reasons why certain pieces of information uh, probably need to be withheld from the public uh, for an extended time because of the outrage that might be caused. However, that information needs to be of a sensitive nature, and I'm sorry, uh, the American people probably should be quite outraged legitimately by the rate of pay and the overall total numbers of uh, dollars being wasted due to budgetary expenses by the office of the climate czar. And if you're not even willing to tell us who else works in the office, then there's a really good chance that there's names of people that should not be associated with the United States government, period. You don't cover up this kind of information unless you know for a fact that you're going to have to answer some questions that you're just not prepared to answer. Putting it off to 2024 in hopes that by then uh, the office of the climate czar is going to look very different. You're not going to hold those people accountable. That's been the rule before, right? Now, this is a rule that's changing in the face of the effort to prevent the climate arsonist, the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the effort to make sure that he's not eligible to hold office again. We, we have to declare him a domestic terrorist. We have to declare him uh, an insurrectionist. We have to declare him someone who's simply ineligible to hold office in the future because of how much of a threat he is to those who wish to continue to play the game as it's been played with only concern about enriching themselves and no concern about the actual effects it has on the American public. But hey, that's the American form of government. And that is certainly the National Democratic office holders at the moment along with a few select rhinos. That's going to have to be it for tonight, guys. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, stay safe, stay healthy, and, you know, be smart out there, guys, even if it goes against your nature. I'm out. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go,
is using both hands. Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep. To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep. Stalin, Hitler, Mao, me, and Pol Pot. They told us things that you never forgot. Is using both hands. Well, I prefer the three to wait to the tiny two to three. Gives me more than a thousand yards to protect my family. Using both hands. <laughs>